You know what I realized? What's that? You're always very concerned about my yerba mate consumption. <laughs> but I realized I don't drink coffee. One morning, my producer Austin and I are in the studio getting jacked up on caffeine. We both sound a little froggy. When Austin hits me with a surprise. The reason that I sound so bad today is that I was up very late last night. Um, I didn't go to bed until after 2 a.m. because I was working with Amanda to file for the no. death certificate. <laughs> she texted me at midnight saying that she was starting the process, and I was like, all right, I'm here with you. Oh, my God, it happened. And it happened, and uh, it's the death certificate application has been filed. Wow. I don't want to get too hopeful yet, but... What I hope is on the death certificate, what we requested is not just, you know, the date of death and all that, but the cause of death, which can only be released to the next of kin. And so she'll receive it in about three or four weeks, barring any type of complication. Then, about three or four weeks later. Okay, what day is it? It's While Austin was working with our editor, Zach, and what happened? Get closer to my iPhone. He got a message. I just got a text from Amanda. It says, Hey, I received the death certificate. It's pretty fucking shocking. Oh, man. So, <laughs> my heart's pounding, man. Yeah. We don't know what we're going to find out. So, uh, yeah, you're staring at something. What do you? What, what's in front of your face right now? I'm looking at... Billy's death certificate, which I just really am struggling to believe that we have. This is really creepy. This is really, really, really intense. This is real. This is really real. Certificate of death. Name of deceased, William Heitzman. Place of death, New York City, Borough, Manhattan. Homicide. From Crimetown, I'm Io Tillett Wright, and this is The Ballad of Billy Balls. It was a drug deal gone bad. That's what I had heard. Any impression of who had shot him? An undercover cop. I mean, if we're making shit up based on no evidence, we can make up any shit we want, and it's all consistent with the no evidence that we have. Find some paper, and then we'll see what we can make of the pieces of paper. I want to think about it like a lawyer, where I just want to see the evidence now. Chapter 7, The Hunt for Paper. Look how pretty New York is right now. It's not so bad. I love when the light's low like this. Let's back it up for like one second. Last winter, before we got Billy's death certificate, before we met Amanda, Austin and I started our hunt for paper in the East Village, just a few blocks from where Billy and my mom lived. So we're on Fifth Street between First and Second Avenue. 
freezing cold and crystal clear outside and the sun is blasting in from the side and the trees are all barren and on the north side of the street is the ninth precinct um, which is the police station that polices the neighborhood I've grown up in my whole life and a place that my mom always spits on the ground outside of because as far as she understands they're the ones that murdered Billy. We're searching for the police files from Billy's shooting. Well, what do we want to find out? I would like to hear if they still have records from 1982 and where they would be and how one could get them released. Um, yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. I'm with you. All right, let's go. Yeah, okay, let's go. Jesus Christ. Thank you. The station is bustling with uniformed police. A small area near the front is filled with people waiting. A pretty French girl is filing a report about her stolen bike. We walk up to an information desk staffed by a smiling cop. I'm good. I'm looking into an incident that happened in 1982 at 13th 3rd Avenue, which is 8th Street and 3rd. Definitely. The cop looks young, like real young. But I'm wondering, do you guys have records going back that far, incident reports and, and things? It would probably have to go through one police plaza okay. because the only records that we have access to is everything that's computerized. And, and that was definitely before then. Was not yeah. Uh, I can give you a phone number. That would be fantastic, yeah. As he writes down the number, an older cop saunters over. Just a heads up, folks. Nothing is recording right now. I'm recording right now. Audio and video recording is prohibited inside the police. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oi. Well, if you want to get information out of the police on recording, go for the young one who blushes when you stick a microphone in his face. He looked like if you put a police uniform on a toddler. <laughs> he looked like a toddler was going trick-or-treating as a cop. <laughs> they were actually much nicer than I expected, or much more willing to help. I think that has to do with the fact that they don't know what we're doing. You have reached the New York City Police Department. We call one police plaza, the headquarters of the NYPD. Officer McGrath, Legal Bureau, I'm And ask them where we can find police records from 1982. 1982, a while ago. From 83 on, we have everything on our computer, and then uh, <laughs> everything prior is on microfilm. So, yeah. Oh, it is. So you could still request it, yes. We just have to go up and uh, get it out of the archives. Legal Marissa, how can I help you? Hi there. I'm calling regarding a FOIL request that I've submitted. So we filed something called a FOIL request, which stands for Freedom of Information Law. It's a way for members of the public to access New York state government records. Just give me a hold on. Sure. The problem was my mom didn't remember the exact date of the shooting. So we gave the NYPD a week-long range, the first week of June, 1982. The NYPD sent a letter back saying that they needed more information or they would close the request. Uh, Principal Ellis was the person in the records department assigned to our request. Yes, it's a, it's a very busy day, sir. Okay. Well, I received a letter in the mail that said I needed to provide additional information about the request in order for it to go forward. And if I didn't provide yes. additional information, then it would be closed. Yes. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me see if I can pull up the file. Hold on, please. 
<sighs> now, let's see. Ah, yes. We need the exact date of occurrence and the complaint number. So, I don't know either of those things, um, which is why ah, I'm calling. okay. Well, if that's the case, you know, you know, we can't help you. Uh, I talked to somebody else in your office last week who said otherwise. Yeah, but, but, sir, sir. Yes? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, really, it, it, it. I know the yes, exact sir, location. Sir, I know- I've been here for 28 years. I know what I'm talking about. Okay. I, no, I believe you. I'm just wondering if there's any way that we can work together to actually search this out, because I don't know the exact date. I know a range. Well, look, uh, I know they're not going to be, they will, they are not going to be happy about this. Upstairs in the record section, because they did not like the idea having to go through tons and tons of microphones for nothing. Which is why I asked for a specific date. What I can do is, in the meantime, I'll do this in pieces. I'll just take the time period and divide it in half. If I do find something, okay, I'll go for it. If not, then I'll just go to the second half of that time period. That, thank you so much. I, I wish I had better information for you. But I, I want to work with you as, as much as possible on this. Okay. But I'm not promising any miracles. Of course. I mean, if we do find something, we'll definitely let you know. Okay. Thank you so much. Well, we'll see. All right. Good day, sir. All right. Um, I need to grab some food. Yep. And then I want to schedule this. Then, just a week later. Are you fucking kidding me? I just got an email that said the FOIL request for the police report was closed. What? Saying... In regard to the documents which you requested, I must deny access to these records on the basis of public officer's law, section blah, blah, in that such records consist of police officers' personnel records and are therefore exempt from disclosure under the provisions of civil rights law, section blah, blah, blah. You know, sometimes they close these things because they didn't find them. They clearly found something. Yeah, they're telling us that they found it and they're not going to give it to us. Right. Legal Bureau, Principal Ellis speaking. May I help you? Hi. So we called uh, Principal Ellis to see if he could clarify the reason our request had been denied. I got an email this morning saying that it was closed. Okay, and? It says that it was closed because the records consist of police officers' personnel records. It's related to personnel records of a police officer. That's usually an exemption to a FOIA request. But what is a personnel record? What does that mean? And what it's supposed to mean, the, the employment record, the employment history of an officer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm just a little confused only because I was I was asking for the incident report and not personnel records. Well, that would be considered part of it. <clears throat> but, sir, <clears throat> you, do have, you do have the opportunity to file an appeal. You do have that. Okay, I really appreciate as well you you putting the request in up there to them mm-hmm. to search for it. Um, thank you for doing that. All right. Can I just ask before I go, is there any other information that you can tell me about this that doesn't involve going into whatever is denied? Um, let me see. 
Okay. Um, well, let me see. The original date of the incident was June... Well, it happened late night, June 3rd, 1982. The Heisman incident, yes. 11 p.m., June 3rd, 1982. Billy was shot around 11 p.m. on June 3rd, 1982. It was a police-involved shooting. And also, there's another reason why you may not be able to get access to a particular record, because the officer was working undercover. There was definitely a police officer involved. And the police officer was working undercover. And for obvious reasons, we have to we have to block any information regarding the identity of the officer. So that's another roadblock right there. So I'm just letting to know. I'm just letting you know why it, this was denied. And that was all Principal Ellis would tell us. It's out of our hands at this point. You have to make a case that, you know, for for getting access to those documents. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Principal Ellis. All right. Goodbye. Bye. There was no way that we weren't going to appeal. So we reached out to our legal muscle. Hey, Ron, it's Ayo. Hey, Ayo. Ron Kuby. Your name came up on my phone. Ooh, my falafel is here. (laughs) Okay, so you got an email from the FOIL people? Austin, do you want to read him the email? We explained to Ron that our request had been denied because somewhere in the files were police officers' personnel records. Experience with this type of stuff. Yeah, I unfortunately do. Ron Um, said he'd dealt with this before. Generally speaking, uh, Civil Rights Law 50A protects the personnel records of members of the uniformed services and others. That is to say, I can't get the cop's file. I can't see when he took vacation days or whether she tested HIV positive or whether he... But in this case, he said the NYPD seemed to be interpreting the term personnel records in a broad way. Um, This now reads, the way this reads is, anything that has to do with a police officer (laughs) (laughs) is like, oh, here's camera footage of a police officer beating a demonstrator over the head. Nope, sorry, (laughs) personnel. Yeah, so so this makes zero sense. So so anyway... um, Okay, just 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 send me all that shit, and I'll try to get something out in the next few days. I, I won't send it out uh, until uh, you you look it over. Oh wait, what what do you mean? You get send I, something uh, back uh, to the NY? I I didn't intend what, to what cause we're work do for you. Is to submit a fresh foil. Um, my office will do that. We're requesting the records, and we'll add a little more detail. Like there's there's specific categories of documents that that you would not know about as a layperson. Thank you, Ron. Thanks, Ron. Enjoy your falafel. Thank you. They left out hummus. How did he leave out hummus? (laughs) Unacceptable. Bye. 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 So Ron Kuby is in our corner, and he is dope. Ron Kuby's the man. Ron, the saint that he is, submitted a new FOIL request to the NYPD on our behalf. It's three pages long. 
on his stationery, and it says that it is going to be submitted online and hand-delivered to the record center. And then he has a list of 13 separate, very specific forms. Oh. It's an epic, sprawling request. It's because he knows what the police paperwork looks like, and we don't. We're like, we want a piece of paper to say what happened. And he's like, well, okay, so I need this, 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 and this. So for the police files, all we could do was cross our fingers and wait. Hey, Austin. Hey, Io. It's Ron Kuby. Uh, I spoke with the detective assigned to the FOIL request. Uh, really nice guy. Um, he said that the big issue is tracking down where the files are physically located because they're from 1982. Uh, but he said this should be done in the next couple of weeks and we should have uh, whatever we're going to get by then. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. So we waited. A couple of weeks turned into three, then four. We tracked down Amanda and got Billy's death certificate, which said he died from homicide. And it said a lot more. That's after the break. I didn't fully get that the death certificate is literally just a list of the facts. It's just I'm back in the the studio with Austin looking over Billy's death certificate. So could you read it? Uh, I guess just read through the whole thing, and then we can talk about it. Certificate of death, date filed, 82, June 30th, 7.45 a.m. Name of deceased, William Heitzman. Sex is male, approximate age is 37 years. Place of death, New York City, Borough, Manhattan. Cabrini Hospital, where he was an inpatient. Month, day, year, June 15th, 1982, 2.03 a.m. So he died on June 15th, 1982 at 2.03 a.m. He died in the middle of the night, which is extra creepy to me. And for some reason, my brain immediately jumps to the other probably six, seven, eight hours of that night during which my mom was sleeping and didn't know yet. He was dead that whole night, and she was sleeping, thinking that she was going to wake up and fight the case again, and woke up and probably got that call. And she said she got the call in the morning, right? That morning, the hospital called, and the dude told me to come down to identify the body of William Heitzman. It was around my mother's birthday, which is June 17th. I further certify from the investigation and post-mortem examination that in my opinion, death occurred on the date and at the hour stated above, which again is June 15th, 1982 at 2.03 a.m. and resulted from, and then there are six empty boxes. One of them says natural causes, then there's accident, suicide, homicide, undetermined circumstances, or pending further investigation. And in our case, or in Billy's case, homicide is checked, which is chilling. 
my animal instinct was, he fucking murdered him. But homicide is when somebody causes the death of another person in any situation. All murders are homicides, but not all homicides are murders. And so then it goes on and it says, and that the causes of death were, and now this is the really heavy duty part, immediate cause, multiple gunshot wounds of back, back is the first thing listed, multiple gunshot wounds of back, chest, liver, spleen, colon, and arms with internal hemorrhage, survival 12 days, shot by police, homicide. I came into this questioning everything. I came into this process knowing that the only way to actually do a fair and balanced assessment of the situation was to question everything. So the assertion that he was killed by the police was also a question mark for me because a rumor on the street doesn't mean shit to me. I want evidence. So now we have paper. And the first place that piece of paper says that he was shot was in the back. If Billy was shot in the back, it at least opens the door for serious questions about whether or not the police officer who shot him shot Billy in self-defense. It makes me take the stories more seriously that we've heard from my mom about what she says Billy says in the hospital. He told me he walked to the back of the store to make a phone call. He says the dude broke down a front door and he came in shooting and shot him. Cold blood, starting in the back five times. And the question was, did you have a gun? No. And that's all that you need to know. I now believe that more. We know for sure that William Heitzman, Billy Balls, was killed by the police. It was in this month of this year at this location, and he died in this hospital and then was processed by this medical examiner's office. So all of the circumstances have now been corroborated. The only thing we have no idea of is motivation. Motive. Why? Now I want the police report. Who shot him? Why? What were the circumstances? What's the story that they give? Hey, Austin. It's Ron Kuby. It's uh, Saturday, a little after one. Uh, I'm pleased to report that Zeno's paradox has been resolved, and the arrow indeed has hit the target. And and so amazingly, at 8.53 a.m. on a Saturday morning, the NYPD uh, has sent us a, a, a tranche, if you will, of records including um, all the crime scene unit stuff, including photos uh, and the arrest report and other what we call DD-5s, that is 
statements of the police about the investigation. And there certainly is enough, more than enough here to, to put together a narrative of what happened, whether people choose to accept that narrative or not. But, but there is a, a story that the police tell here, uh, and it can be teased out from the documents. So I'm, I'm forwarding them to you, and I'm forwarding them to IO, and we'll talk soon. Take care. Bye. Hey, man, it's Ayo. I was just looking at the police report that could be sent. First of all, the photos are haunting. Second of all, there is something fishy, man. There's something, something's not right. That's coming up in two weeks. Sorry. Crime Town is Zach Stewart Pontier and Mark Smerling. The Ballad of Billy Balls is hosted by me, Io Tillett Wright, and made in partnership with Cadence 13. You can find me on the internet. I'm Io Loves You on everything. Say hello. I love seeing all you guys. And if you want to know more about my story, pick up my memoir, Darling Days. I love to hear what you think of it. We also want to hear from you. We have a voicemail set up for you to call us. This one is from an anonymous listener. It's highly annoying that you guys don't go ahead and just at least let us know what the police records say about the events. We know you have them, and you're just hiding them. Episode after episode, you're hiding what happened. You know, we didn't actually have them until we did. If there's something on your mind, thoughts, feelings, complaints outbursts of love and joy call us and leave us a voicemail at 570-392-9660 i'm serious just call us right now just say whatever you can also get into our discussion forum on our website theballadofbillyballs.com the show is produced by me kevin shepherd and ryan swikert our senior producer is austin mitchell who's rapidly becoming my best friend Editing by Zach Stewart-Pontier and Mark Smerling. Fact-checking by Jennifer Blackman. This episode was mixed and sound designed by Sam Baer. Music by Kenny Kusiak. Our title track is Dark Allies by Light Asylum. Thank you, Shannon. Archival research by Brennan Reese. Thanks to Daniela Araya, Rachel Lee Wright, Emily Wiedemann. Green Card Pictures, Alessandro Santoro, Bill Clegg, Ben Davis, Oren Rosenbaum, and the team at Cadence 13. And of course, as always, my mom, without whom none of this would be possible. Hey.